again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle. My co-host is Rachel Santiza. We have two special guests that we will introduce in a minute. Uh, we got some our latest analytics, and this sort of relates to the war that's going on in Ukraine. We recently have had 85 views or listens in Russia and 22 in Ukraine. Oh, that's interesting. So... Uh, what I was thinking, that maybe we could make a little political statement here, because of the fact that Putin has cut off uh, free news sources in Russia, that we could, so you people watching, there were 80, 85, or 22, no, 30 in Moscow, uh, if you're watching, uh, everything that you see on state TV is not necessarily true about what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah. There's a, it's, Putin won't call it a war, uh, but it's a war, and thousands of innocent civilians are being slaughtered in Ukraine right now by Russian troops. So it's a, it's a sad situation over there, and hopefully somebody in Russia will be watching this at some point in time. Yeah, that's interesting that they're. Listening. I don't know if their sources are cut off for something like this or not. So, yeah. anyway, wow. that's the only serious thing we're talking about today. This is one of the most watched and listened to podcasts dealing with addiction and recovery. So, you have invited two guests here. I have. I am invited two very special guests, two very important people in my life. Um, this is Sarah Kappas and Bill Millerberg. And they are, they're important people in my life. I've known them for a long time. And more importantly, they do some really incredible work, creative arts work in our community. So they do a program, it's Own It. And so without further ado, Sarah and Phil. What Welcome. Is, what is Own It? <laughs> you know, we've been trying to come up with a concise answer to that question, <laughs> but we're artists and so the answer is always different. And sometimes it's abstract and long-winded and sometimes we're like, yeah. It's this. Um, the mission statement on our website says the evolution of truth mm -hmm. amplified. The evolution of truth is that artistic creative process where you're always um, kind of questioning your stories. Um, as an artist, it's easy to make the same shit over and over again because you're good at it, but you're not, it's like not really true anymore. Yeah. Um, and so to keep pushing that and like let it, evolve and and remain true is is really important to us uh, phil and i met go ahead you both are in recovery <laughs> right and and somebody watching this who doesn't understand uh might wonder what does artistic expression have to do with recovery from addiction yeah well honesty is such a big piece of recovery no matter which modality that you're going with and so to let that honesty evolve is kind of like that evolution of truth. Um, Phil and I, when we first hatched the idea, we talked about feeling frustrated with the regurgitated one-liners and the stagnation that can happen. And so we wanted to create a, a space that was more evolving than that. So, and, and we figured that art was a great way to do that. And so then, um, amplified just means with a microphone. So pretty much everything we do has to do with um, the amplification of your voice using a microphone. And and the microphone is an important part, right? Because we we create stuff, we write stuff, whatever music, poetry, stories. 
um, and it feels somewhat incomplete unless it's heard. So that microphone is really, it kind of like brings things full circle. It's not just about the artist, it's also about the audience or the listener and that synergy that happens when uh, you get to hear someone. That's the not so short answer of what own it is. Yeah, that only took a minute and a half. Oh, good. <laughs> Phil, how can yeah. you do? What, what, you, what kind of answer know. you got sometimes, today? Sometimes, you know, you pontificate. Is that the, mm-hmm. is yeah. that the word? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of weird because I'm sitting here and, like, we do, we do our own podcast, but now there's, like, lights and video, and mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of, like, and I got this, like, rush of, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, people uh, watching me. Um, but I think that, I think own it, you know, the, what, what kind of makes it different is that a lot of times people in, um, a lot of people in recovery are artistic, um, resourceful, you have to be, Very, right? If you're, yes. still, if you're still alive in recovery after a while, it's because you're resourceful <laughs> and you figured out how to, how to do so. Um, and so what we have found is like, if we, if we put a stage and then people come at it typically is their very first time doing it, um, maybe ever, and then usually always sober. So it's this like um, it's this new synergy that's created almost just by default because it's never been done before. Um, and what also kind of makes Own It unique is like you could just put on a perform. Anyone can put on a performing arts event, and it happens all the time without much rehearsal. Um, but we always have a theme and then we do a raw group, which is reading and writing, uh, where we meet with everyone that's in it to build the, you know, cause so much of recovery is about unity, um, mm-hmm. community. And so we try to instill that in the show by, you know, having three or four of these raw groups before we even do the show. Um, and it creates something unique it creates a uh, camaraderie. So, you know, it, it also means that they'll actually show up on the day of the usually. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. this community can be, you know, who knows, like week to week, day, day by day, like where they're at emotionally or like on the planet. And so it's like you're going to be there. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think it helps with that, like consistency of um, putting in the time and the effort to be yeah. on the stage because it's hard to get them there. And I feel like we really support them actually getting there. That's, I think, my role and Phil's role is um, artistic support, emotional support, because it's hard. And so it's not just like, hey, show up on this day and perform this thing. It's like, I get that it's scary, that you're gonna doubt yourself, that you're gonna change your mind, that, that, you know, shit's gonna come up. Like, as you're writing, you may think you're writing about one thing and then all this other stuff arises and and so we really try to help let that creative process affect them and like change them change their perception right because you need that trust if if people are going to share this piece of them there needs to be trust behind it and that vulnerability when they are on this stage Mm -hmm. what about individuals that have stage fright or don't feel that they're creative because i've done Mm. own it and i felt that way Mm -hmm. yeah how do you support them well you know everyone I think the, some of the best stories have been the stories of people that believe that. Where they're scared? They're scared or they don't believe they're an artist or they're... Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think sometimes they're the best because they haven't been polishing an art. You know, most, most art is, is it's performed. 
so there's that performance nature to art um, and what we really try to get to is the core of the thing and so if you got all this performance around it sometimes it's hard to break through that with like a polished artist so oftentimes um someone will show up and they're not that way and you know they're scared but they show up because they're scared and like it's like yeah like in sales uh usually you want a guy that's never done sales before right so you can kind of teach him how to sell um and and it's kind of this it's kind of similar on stage it's like here's this person that's never done this before and we can kind of walk them through that and and uh find the find the truth because it's called own it um and you know it's 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 not second nature to own shit no as a as a recovering person right and and you brought up the point that that most of the time people are sober okay and Mm -hmm. and that that reminded me when i was in was when i was in treatment they had one night where you had to do I, th- I think they made us get up and dance fast or something. I was never secure doing that except mm-hmm. when I was drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. And then all of a sudden you're sober and they're asking you to do this. And, and that was true with everybody in the room. And it was like, oh, hell, what am I, yeah. I going to do? Well, you I know? think what, Phil, what you were touching on is we accentuate the benefit of that. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're scared and, and that's beneficial. Like, yeah, you that means that you really care about it. Like, that means that you're really alive in it. It means mm-hmm. that you're really, like, the, the stakes are high. That, that, that it, and so all of those things are positive. So they arrive and they're like, I'm scared. And we're like, great, good. Like, that's <laughs> so good that you're scared because that's going to make that synergy also with the audience that much more powerful. Like, mm-hmm. if the audience can feel that a person at the microphone is scared, then what they're going to do is energetically and it like gives me goosebumps to talk Hmm. about it because energetically they're going to rise up to meet them like they're not going to be sitting back in their chair like and whatever like they're going to actually lean in and they're going to send their energy and you felt this before i'm sure yeah like they're going to send it to that person at the microphone and be like like we're with you we got you we care about what you're saying and and that is palpable in a show and that's something that matters so much to me is creating a space where we're only listening, where there aren't distractions, like the whole audience is with the person at the microphone because what they're doing really matters. And I don't ever wanna have a show where that is not the most important thing. And so far, I feel like we've done a pretty good job. We, we had kind of a funky venue once or twice, um, but for the most part, I feel like we, we, we look at every aspect of a show so that that synergy is created and we won't do it at a place where that isn't going to occur where that where, where it's not set up that way describe a show we keep talking about shows mm-hmm. and own it and everything mm-hmm. describe what you do mm. I've, i mean i've watched you at a couple of things but just, yeah. just describe it well it's it's like uh you know you enter into a Hopefully it's it's a it's like a grungy scene, right? It's, it's like there's shit on the walls, not mm-hmm. actual shit, yeah. but like the you know they're cracked and like uh, maybe they didn't paint the whole thing, or maybe there was a lot of paint there and now it's not, and there's like shitty chairs and the, the seats falling off. Like you want you want you want to enter and feel like you're there's no expectation it's right. just like i'm just coming in here it's to not hang a broadway out. stage mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it's exactly. not a church well actually yeah, our hey. next show is going to be at a church Maybe but it's a cool church hopefully it's um, a cool church man i don't know <laughs> it is 
Like there are not like fluorescent overhead lights, right? The lighting really lighting matters. matters. The lighting yeah. is dim. Yes. There's like it's stage lit. There's music. There's the DJ Josh is on the on the stage. So there's already like energy in the air. Um, it's not going to be stale. You're not going to walk in and feel like you need to like sterile hold your arms we don't or something. Want. Yeah, yeah, we don't want sterile. Yeah, and then you know you sit down and um, there's lots of talking and chattering about nothing mm-hmm. because people feel comfortable. And then eventually we're like, hey, it's time to sit down. And then we have to go outside because people are smoking and they're socializing. There's like 30 people outside and it's like, it's hard to get them inside. And then they sit down and then uh, lights go down and then everyone's quiet. And then Sarah appears Mm -hmm. um, and she's such a polarizing character, right? And she's, it's not because she's super loud or anything. It's because she's, I don't know what it is. She's got some magical Charisma. Charisma. Absolutely. Uh, good word. And she usually wears, you know, like a, a, a dress that's different, that accentuates who she is. And so you're just like, okay, there's Sarah. And everyone wants to hear from Sarah. That's what makes her such a great host. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she'll say stuff like, we can't, for, well, we always start a show with thanking everybody. Um, we, we always remember to, or we try to remember to think our, you know, where we come from, the roots of 12-step. Um, and then we thank the venue, and uh, and we just bring up bring up the first person. And, and the way that our old venue was, they had, it was so dark except for, like, these, like, multicolored spotlights. So the scene was just set. I mean, it was just, like, the vibe was, was perfect, you know? And then... The show goes on, and then she says stuff, and then sometimes I'll get up there and fumble around. Like, it's the dynamic, you know, that's that's part of it, too. Is So the whole thing is ad lib, not scripted. It is scripted. Mm-hmm. It is scripted. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 actual performances that they've been working on. But okay. she'll float in, in between, right? Because you need that contrast of script and freestyle, and that's what I do, too. I don't write what I'm going to say necessarily. I just get up there and sometimes... I'll say shit, you know, and it's... Well, each, each show has a theme, and so the theme helps organize everything kind of around that theme. So we've done shows based on uh, stories of fatherhood, actually, that were all male parents, which I thought was really cool. We try to f- choose themes that are going to push our understanding and push our audience's understanding, so we did... We've had stories of homelessness. I learned a lot in that show. Um, we did a show... What other themes have we even had? Riot. We did a riot show right before the pandemic started. Um, we had a show about the supernatural, which turned out to be actually a really spiritual show, which was cool. I didn't expect. I thought it would be more like ghost stories, but actually people talked about like the metaphysical reality. And, mm. and so like the theme of each show really kind of drives the energy of it and, and what I say in between. And so I feel like... We all actually, everyone who's at the show kind of leaves with this deeper understanding of whatever the theme is, where it's like, wow, I, n- I, didn't, I hadn't thought about that. And that was really one of our goals in the beginning in creating the show was that we wanted to expand our understanding and, and like the capacity of the recovery community to, to challenge our ideas. Like that's something that I feel like art at its best really does, where it's like, okay, I get that you've been in this safe place, but Phil and I lately have been talking about um, like what's beyond the beginning mm-hmm. in in the beginning of recovery you have to be in this little box where you're like okay here's what's safe and here's what I can do and it's really important to move beyond the beginning so that you're not scared yeah so I feel like we do that 
What is the importance? Um, so I know, and I, I truly appreciate what Own It does, what it's done for me, right? What you two have done for me. I also know that you come in um, to Odyssey House, right? And you bring so much, so much good into the clients' lives. What is the importance to bring creative arts and to come in and to, to push those limits to um, enhance people to share their stories? What happens when you push past those fears or, you know, to get on stage? What's the importance of using your voice, to own your voice? Like, why even do it? Well, I think... What this one of the obvious simple answers is to find out that it's not that bad. Okay. It's really right. It, yeah, it's like, true. You can but do it. Feels it feels like it. <clears throat> right. You know. You're thinking about it, right? right your yeah. your fear of it is like all this. Blah, blah, blah. But then you do it, and and it takes what like I don't know five minutes or less, and then you're like, oh wow, I'm okay. And not only am I okay, but like I actually feel better. So I mean, that's just the. A simple like facing fear anytime you face fear right Right. but specifically with um, creativity and with art I feel like there's this real need to exercise that and this isn't a fear that's <coughs> gonna end up killing you no <laughs> right. Just, uh, right I was no. scared I've got stage fright yeah well mm-hmm. it wasn't so bad and yeah. how does that benefit recovery a lot of people don't correlate creative arts and recovery but it is so necessary yeah. So how do you correlate that? Well, I just, it's funny, I just went and spoke at a, a place yesterday, and I was kind of swimming around in that question, um, like asking it to myself, like fresh. And it was funny because I don't know if I was a very good speaker, so I'm like, what am I even doing here? What are we even talking about? And I, um, but, but what I remembered when I was swimming around in that was like that, claustrophobic that internal claustrophobia of like in the chest and in the in the head and like maybe in your stomach where it's like there's there really is um all of this creative energy that wants Mm -hmm. to come out that that has been responded to with drugs and alcohol and any other like um evasive behavior where you're just like i have to like escape yeah and and so that stuff is actually so valuable. Like that's passion. That's that's the thing that drives the the artist. And so mm. I didn't have very many people teaching me that when I was getting sober. And so I've I floundered around for a while before I was like, okay, I can use this. This is this doesn't mean I'm crazy or there's something wrong with me <laughs> yeah. this means that like there's some stuff that wants to be expressed and there are m- modes mediums that it can be expressed and that it's actually not bad and it's so important to understand that it's not bad um, and actually people can relate to it they can benefit from it they can be inspired by it if you can funnel it into one of these artistic channels and um, there's a great need for that I mean that's why there are so many artists who you know like there's the 27 club because they commit suicide before they can understand how to not have that stuff destroy them and anybody who spent uh, some amount of time around people in recovery you know how how many artists there are mm-hmm. yeah and I, I found that strange because we I, I can go to our houses and in the old days before the pandemic uh, and there were people that had beautiful paintings, and, and they they, mm-hmm. had, they wrote great poetry. They, right. I, I mean, it, is it are people uh, that in recovery or in addiction are are they more artistic than the general public? 
Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I know that... <laughs> I've just found a lot of... Yeah, yeah I mean, super. my community is mm-hmm. in, in recovery. Um, I find that most are mm-hmm. creative. Um, and that's what's cool about Own It is, like, there it is. Like, people that didn't even know. Or Odyssey. So we take a, mm-hmm. we take a class in Odyssey every, you know, each house once per month. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> there's 50, sometimes 50 people in that class. Right. And uh, we send them a video before. Um, so they have a video, they watch it, and then they respond to the video. And that's mm-hmm. the class, oh. right? Okay. And yeah. so every client is, or whoever is involved is, you know, they hopefully write something and respond to it. So just that act of creating something maybe pulls somebody out of a thing that maybe they're in. And our whole idea for our class is there's no feedback. So you can come because, you know, uh, you know, treatment is specifically about feedback, like where you're, mm-hmm. where you're screwing up or where, where you yeah. need to improve or your behaviors, that's old behavior, drug, rehab, re, you know, um, relapse. And so we, we try to facilitate a, an hour where they can just be creative with no feedback. We don't, we even say that, like, there's no feedback. You can like snap or clap or say thank you or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I find that, Yes, resource, resourcefulness equals creativity equals artistic. So, you know, that said, I think that most people in recovery are artists. Well, you know what else happens, too, when we meet with them for that hour? It's kind of like a performance hour. And the other thing that happens pretty consistently is that you'll have people who they've had, they, their song has been memorized in their heart and in their body for five years, and, and no mm-hmm. one's ever heard it. And they're like, I wrote this when I was in prison, or I wrote this when I was mm-hmm. on the street. And I mean, they'll have like whole, whole verses like completely memorized. And that's another thing that gives me goosebumps. I should have worn like a short sleeve shirt so you guys <laughs> could see. Show when us I, the goosebumps. When I was talking about something that I really mean, because, uh, and that's that microphone part that's so important is like, like yeah, they're creative and they have this thing that they they they've made and that like really matters to them, but. No one's ever heard it. And so we try to make a space where it can be heard. And then the whole room, you know, they're like, oh, I've been sitting in group with Stanley for four weeks, and I did, had no idea <laughs> that right. he was also like that. And then they they can care about each other more, I think. Like there's this mm-hmm. mutual um, appreciation and respect that happens when you get to hear someone else's, even if it's not that good. It oh, doesn't yeah. even have to be that Maybe good. It's better if it's not. <laughs> I know. But so you're like, yeah. yeah, but you're like, look at you go. Wow, like you are singing. I'm still too scared to sing in, in a microphone. Really? Yeah. No, no. Wow. I think, I think you hit on something. Um, you were talking about the why our art and recovery are so important, and it's that connection, mm-hmm. that connection yeah. piece, you know, that you can't. You can't really drum that up, you know. If, if you hear mm-hmm. someone singing and they're singing their heart out and they they're not very good, like it's hard not to to empathize That's true. with that, right? And yeah. so that God, there's at all least these, he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. Yeah. And and if you're too scared to do it, and you see somebody who you thought was scareder, right? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, exactly. oh man, oh, I gotta I gotta one that I gotta one up that person or whatever it is. So it. There's so many variables, you know, when it comes to art. That that's, you know, that the connection uh, piece, I think, is super important. We only have six minutes left. What do you guys want to cover that we haven't asked you? Or what do you want to do? Talk about. Well, I mean, we have 
some cool things in the works, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. we, we've we mm -hmm. been working on uh, Harvey the bus. So Harvey is a, a short bus who we have uh, transformed into a portable recording studio. So there really? So it's for recording podcasts. It's for recording music. Since we, you brought up podcasts, let's pimp yours for a second. How do, how, <laughs> yeah. how do people get a listen to your podcast? Uh, they can listen to it pretty much everywhere. It's Own It SLC, um, Spotify, Apple. Yeah, but what do you, what do they Stitcher. look for if you're googling that, trying to find? It's called it's, Own It SLC. Yeah, Own It SLC. Own It SLC. Okay. SLC. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, Sorry. no, no, it's good. Yeah, so we we have a new a new series that we started in Harvey because we just got them ready audit auditorily. <laughs> so the audio is ready in Harvey to, to produce podcasts. That's an easier way of saying it. <laughs> and so we've done we just did our third, and it's called the Shit Starter series. Um, and and what we really yes. want to try to figure out is what pushes the shit starters specifically in recovery field. So people that are kind of like pushing against the the norms. The, the yeah, they're like right that, on the edge. Right? Yeah, they're pushing the envelope. It, for good, mm. in a good way, though. Like, yeah. not just... I not, love yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. So yeah. that's, that's what we're working on now, and, and um, we're actually looking to take him on the road and maybe go Moab, St. George. Um, so, yeah, we got some, some things going. Yeah, we're going to invite you guys. I mean, you guys probably need to come. And yeah, Randall's You guys have started some we'll shit, go. I'm sure, yeah, right? Good. Oh, yeah. In your day? I'm, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I what, love what, what does Harvey the bus look like? Uh, he's he used to be a, a tailgate bus for the University of Utah. Okay. So he's painted black. He had some red utes on him. We we uh, welded <laughs> HD HB weld JB JB. Thank you. JB weld. Uh, bowler. <laughs> Like the top of a bowling trophy, so there's a bowler guy. He's on the really on the hood. In yeah. inside, they gutted and insulated him before we got him, and so we just put some like uh, shaggish uh, burgundy carpet <laughs> along the top, that and then we built some benches. <laughs> um, wow! I collaged, I collaged all the benches with old Own It flyers, so he's got some history. The name Harvey because. That was his name. When we, yeah, they, we, but it we fits adopted him very from somebody well. who had already named him, and so we just okay. didn't want to mess up his identity. Okay, right. Yeah, he looks like he just it just fits him very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, how'd you come up with the title? Own it. Um, don't know. I do. We sat in a coffee shop once. Well, we wanted something that was gonna uh, demand something of the performer and of the audience, so. We talk a lot about personal responsibility, responsibility to get out of that victim story mm -hmm. and into an empowered story that you're going to own. Um, we really didn't want a bunch of like whiny stuff because I don't like listening to it, and we didn't want oh, the this audience happened listen to, me. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like and to that's kind of why I did drugs yes, because exactly. everybody did this to me. Yes, yeah. and so it's like we're, it's only you. Like, what are you going to own? What do you have to say? Mm. And then also, it, there's a responsibility to the audience to own your ears, own what you're, what you're hearing, um, and own your reaction to it. So sometimes we ask a lot of our audience, so it's like owning maybe your prejudices, maybe your fears, maybe your judgments, um, all of those belong to you. So if you're there at a show, everything that happens is, is for you to own and you know alchemize however you're going to. Um, and it's important that we all arrive with that personal accountability. So we wanted it to be kind of like a, a strong title. 
and I feel like, and we were just kicking ideas around and yeah, in the coffee there shop. There it was, coffee it, shop. There it was, yeah. And now I see it on like the back of buses and in people's like ads for business and stuff. So Own I, it. I, I don't know. You should yeah. have somehow copyrighted that or we something. Might, we might need to do that, yeah. I don't know. That's like the perfect name. Mm-hmm. It is for now, yeah. I, I, I admire what you guys do because I, I can sort of, having worked in TV, you know, audience reaction mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And when I watched you guys, uh, what's the last time? It was at uh, the night before uh, Recovery Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, am, I, I guess it's what you described as I thought, God, they're not getting much response from the audience at first, and I mm-hmm. and I felt uncomfortable for you yeah. because you're trying to suck in the audience, right. and I thought it, it's not working real well right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's and, the worst, isn't and, it? That's the worst feeling. Well, but you've got obviously gotten through that, and you're used to that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's easy as as an audience member um, to be withholding, to say. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get under my skin, or I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen to you. I do that. I. I mean, I. And maybe some of you guys do that sometimes too. Um, and so that's part of the own it is. Is we're like, hey, audience, don't be, don't be withholding. Don't be Scrooge about it. Like, be generous. Like, let, yeah. like, let them know that you're here, or or don't come. Well, that's why the right. venue is so <laughs> important, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the lighting and all that stuff sure. because it's 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 meant to relax people so that they can be receptive you know because lights were you know it's like yeah like even in here I'm it's on. like okay you gotta do stuff me. yeah they're looking at me mm-hmm. um so well. yeah you got to be able to deal with the rejection you know you got to be able to push through what that we've done we haven't had to do it many times but we have had to do it and you got to do it anyway so you got to push through it that's part of the process oh man you know? yeah we've gone through a couple of treatment centers where they're just like they couldn't nope yeah they nope. can't even do it nope they can't even care at all we get in the car afterwards and we're like what did we do? We almost quit. We almost had to quit that one time. <laughs> Actually, we bought I mean, a bus terrible. afterwards. That was that. That's what nice. came from it. So yeah. sometimes rejection, and if you can push through, then you create cooler stuff. <laughs> so that's kind of what we found. Go shopping if you get rejected. Yeah. Go shopping, buy a big bus. Everybody yeah. hates rejection. Thanks, guys, for being here. Yeah, really thank you. I think what's interesting is because we talk, we usually talk about the nuts and bolts of of addiction and recovery. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is sort of an aspect that I don't think a lot of people consider. Mm-hmm. So it's important what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and it's ownitslc.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go there and, and, and check out there. And, and you guys publicize your, your performances well in advance. Cause I, mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, we're not very good at promoting. So if you want to know what we're doing, you should just go to our website because okay. yeah, we 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 don't promote very well. We do we do a little bit. Yeah, I mean we do put up things in advance if you're paying attention, right? To us. <laughs> but but I, if we you're don't not, we don't want to be those people with like an Instagram post every damn day where you're like just shut up. Oh, they're it's okay. them again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're and they're artists. like I'm really doing something important and you should all care about it. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't want to do that. So but you are. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be purists in an age of you know. <laughs> the, the social age, but yes. you know, we try to do our best. So. Well, yeah. thanks for being our guests, Sarah, yeah. Phil, Rachel. Coming. It's good yeah. to see you all again. Thank you, guys. And okay. thank you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals.